0: This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I'm still the GOAT. Okay, so we got Thanksgiving games. If you're listening to this right now, the Bears and the Lions are playing right now. And off top, I have the Bears winning 20 to 6. So if you don't know by now the lions are starting their third string quarterback because matt stafford is out matt stafford's out and driscoll has something going on with his hamstring like he could play but only if blog is out which i think he's gonna play the whole game now for daily fantasy purposes maybe you picked him because no one else is gonna pick him he's Easily the worst quarterback on the slate. It's not even close. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm serious. Now I've jotted down some notes. It's too late now. The game already started. I already picked my lineups. I'm sure everyone else has too. But Bari cohen has scored a touchdown in each of the Bears last six day games against NFC North opponents. No, I read that on DraftKings. I don't know how they got that. I don't know who dug that up, but that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Marvin Jones has scored at least one touchdown in three of the last four Lions games. But yet still, didn't I kind of pick them? No. No, I only picked them one time. I did like six or seven lineups. Only picked them one time. I mean... It's just I don't trust who's throwing him the ball. So it doesn't matter. That's why I'm pretty much fading Lions players. And I'm kind of going towards Bears players, going towards Bills and Cowboys players. I mean, Alvin Kamar, Ezekiel Elliott, you got to have at least one of them in your lineup, even though everyone's going to pick them. I mean, on some lineups, I got both. Why not? And, you know, it turns out that both of them get shut down. That would suck. It is what it is, though. Uh, The Lions tight ends would be dirt cheap, but that's on Daily Fantasy once again. I don't know what y'all did with y'all lineups. All the lineups showed that TJ Hoggerson was playing, so I didn't even worry about the other Lions tight ends. But when I was taking notes yesterday, as of yesterday, he was questionable. So something changed, and he must be starting now. Whatever. I don't even know who David Blogg is. It might be Blah. Doesn't matter. If he play well today, we're going to know who he is. Well, it's going to be tough. The Bears have the number four defense in the league at least the number four i think rushing no number four overall so tough sledding tough sledding i mean it doesn't matter that their corners at the Bears' corners aren't as good as they were last year it doesn't matter what matters is that pass rush i mean you can't worry about the Bears' corners if the blog can't even get him the ball. <laughs> it don't matter if he's running for his life, which he might be. And, you know, I was looking at stats yesterday. Also, more stats. The Bears offense in every category, at least 20 or below. The Lions in each category, at least 20 or or below. Something has to give. You know what a similar matchup for this was for the Bears? Against the Redskins. And they put up 31 in the first half. But they were terrible in the second half. Almost let a comeback happen. So, I don't know what, what Bears team going to show up. But then again, they weren't that bad against the Giants last week. The problem is they couldn't really get in the end zone. But they did enough just to win whatever bears 20 to 6 20 to 6 even though some predictions have it a little closer and a little higher with the score no 20 to 6 um so now bears and cowboys oh and another thing the lions have lost seven of eight and three straight to the bears yeah, history's not on their side. And they're starting a third-string quarterback. It's mm, not looking good. It's not looking good. No. Now, you got the Bills and the Cowboys. The Bills, the records of the opponents of the that the Bills have beaten, it's fif- 15 and 58. I mean, they've beaten some pretty awful teams beat the broncos. You beat the dolphins twice. I guess they beat they beat the jets. So that's four wins right there, four out of 8. Oh, they beat the redskins. Beat the giants. That's six. It don't even matter who else they beat. I mean, I think they beat the jets twice. Doesn't matter. Their three losses. They lost to the Eagles, they lost to the Patriots, they lost to the Browns. But I'll give them credit though. They could have beat the Browns, they could have beat the Patriots. I don't know what they were doing. But that Eagles game, that Eagles game, they got dominated. They faced a hungry Eagles team and we just ran Jordan Howard to death and we destroyed them. That's why it looks like the Cowboys, like they have an advantage because they got. Ezekiel Elliott, and he's way better than Jordan Howard. He's faster. He's stronger. Well, I don't know about stronger, but he's faster. He's more explosive. He's dangerous in the passing game. You know, it's just that doesn't look good for the Bills, but their numbers against the pass is pretty good. But how seriously can we take that? Against all those teams, well, then again, even in their three losses, they weren't bad against Baker. They shut down Tom Brady. Carson Wentz didn't really do anything. So I mean, it checks out. The numbers against the past pretty good. Um, My question is: Will Tre'Davious White? Will he guard Amari Cooper? Is he going to guard Amari Cooper? That's what I'm thinking. Like, because we saw what Gilmore did against Amari Cooper. He didn't, Amari Cooper didn't really do anything except that that drop fourth down, which if he had caught that, the Cowboys might have won that game. But, you know, I can't really see the Bills winning this game. And I know Amari Cooper will eventually get open. Tredavious White isn't Stephon Gilmore. I'm sorry. I'm serious. Now, Randall Randall Cobb did pretty good last week. He was getting open. He had a big catch and run in the fourth quarter against the Patriots. Got to look out for him. It's Randall Cobb versus Cole Beasley, like similar type players. Cobb is basically Beasley's replacement. I want to see how Beasley does against his old team. Um... I I it doesn't look good for Beasley, but if they can get him open, I can definitely see Beasley making an impact against his old team on Thanksgiving. Like if you can't get up for this, why are you playing football? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like real talk. The Bills The Bills can win this game. They have the makeup to do so. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. You know what I'm saying? The the thing that will help the Bills is Josh Allen running. The thing, when they played the Eagles, even though they got blown out, the thing that was really annoying about Josh Allen is that he could run and he can escape pressure. He can get out of the pocket. That, against the Cowboys, like that might help. That might help, especially against, you know, that pass rush. Pass rush is okay. It's their linebackers. Their linebackers are crazy. But at the end of the day, it's just too much firepower with the Cowboys. I mean, you're talking about the number two, number one offense in the league. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Especially at the last week, they're going to want to get going. And them guys are no jokes. So much speed. So much power with Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm watching the Lions and Bears now. Like, I hate to go off topic, but the Bears are moving the ball already. So it looks like I said something had to give. And I said this game is like the Bears and Redskins. It's looking like it so far. The Bears are driving down the field. But screw that. Just watch the game. You'll see how it goes. Um, So I got a sleeper in this game, which I read on Playbook DraftKings, is Isaiah McKenzie because he's getting more touches. And if you watch Isaiah McKenzie in high school and college and even a little bit in the pros, this guy is really fast. This guy is a Cole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Devin Hester type a player, like, in this, in a big stage like this, you you won't see him coming. Like, he might just turn it out, and I've been knew he was like that. It's just you don't hear about him that much. You just don't hear about him that much because he's, one, he's on the bills, and second of all, his production isn't really consistent. But I'd love to see him get going in this game. He's a sleeper. He's a sleeper in fantasy, so if you're in regular fantasy and need to make last-minute adjustments or maybe daily fantasy, if you can swap out picks or something, he's a good sleeper to go with for sure. Like I said, Zeke is a safe pick against a shaky Bills run defense. My thing is, though, they may be shaky, but they have a good D-line. They got Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips. And um, some other people I'm forgetting, but that that line is pretty good. It's just when you get past that first level, I don't know their linebackers, safeties. I don't know if they can be able to tackle Zeke. So if they can get past that first level, it's on, It's over. Uh, we'll see though. We will see. Um, I got the Cowboys thirty-three twenty. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of points. The over-under is 45. I, I got the combined 53. So, I'd go over. I'd go over. I think it's going to be fireworks. Well, a little bit. But, Cowboys should win. I don't want them to win because the Eagles are just are right behind them. The Eagles are right behind them. Like, All the Eagles have to do is stay one game behind the Cowboys until December 22nd when they meet in Philly, and then they got to take it. They got to take that game and then take the tiebreaker, and then we got, then we could win the division for sure against the Giants the next week. I know that game isn't a gimme compared to the Cowboys playing the Redskins, but I like our chances. I like our chances. We just got to stay in it, and we should be able to. We got the freaking Dolphins, the Giants. I think the Giants at home. Then we got the Redskins at FedEx Field, and no one's going to be there. Like, come on. Like, we got this. But nevertheless, Cowboys going to win. Whatever. So then you got the Falcons-Saints tonight. I would have loved to go. I would have loved to go to Atlanta see my family and stuff, or even, you know, hang out with my family in South Carolina. I didn't go to the game, but, you know, it just didn't work out like that. So I'll be at home watching it. Listen, the Falcon Saints got a high over-under. Of course. Yeah, of course. But um, because they got so much firepower on offense, the Saints got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamar, Malcolm Thomas, Malcolm Thomas, Michael Thomas, who's on my fantasy team, by the way. Not like it matters. I had three crushing defeats in regular fantasy to end the season, so I'm out of the playoffs. I could have easily won all three of those games. And there's a game at the beginning of the season I should have won that would have put me at eight and four instead of four and eight. And I would have easily been in the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure I would have had a good chance of winning, even with my revolving door at quarterback. That's neither here nor there. Hey, shout out to Chris Ben and um, uh, damn Matt, Chris Ben, Matt, and Zach, and the guys. In fantasy football I almost drew a blank there. Wow. Yo, shout out to them for real. Um, the Saints and the Falcons. Is Julio Jones playing or not? I I keep this conflicting reports. His status is truly up in the air. I don't think we'll know until like six or seven o'clock tonight, which kind of sucks. Cause he's on my um, he's on my regular fantasy. And I kind of faded him in daily fantasy, but he's on one of my lineups. But He's not in any of my major lineups. But see, that's important, though, because if he's playing, then, you know, he's an option. If he's not playing, then I could pick that uh, that Russell Gage kid because I know you'll get more targets and Austin Hooper's out. But, you know, I don't know he's playing. So I didn't pick Russell Gage. Just great. Jaden Graham instead of Hooper. I mean, playbook draft, can you say he's a sleeper? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I can't really, I don't, the Falcons and backup tight ends, it's not a good history with them from, from what I've experienced in the past. I mean, Matt Ryan's been a quarterback this entire decade. So him and backup tight ends, he usually doesn't work out. But yet, I picked him anyway because he's affordable, and he's going against the Saints. Going against the Saints, who their, their defense is uh, just up and down. But when their defense is on, they got Cam Jordan, and they got Lattimore. They got some playmakers on defense. They just got to be consistent. I don't know what they were doing against the Falcons last time, but I think this time they'll be more prepared. But, still, you never know. Falcons, Saints, you never know what type of game you're going to get. You think it's going to be high-scoring, ends up being low-scoring. You think it's going to be low-scoring, ends up being high-scoring. I don't even know. Unless it's safe to assume that this will be tied for the highest-scoring game of the day. It will be up there with the, with the Cowboys and the Bills. I mean... We'll see, the Saints. Oh my God, the Lions just scored, and and Galladay scored that touchdown, and you know what sucks? I faded Galladay. I chose Marvin Jones. I faded Galladay so hard, and Playbook DraftKings said, "Look at him," just because he gets a lot of targets. But I didn't think I didn't think Blog I didn't think Blog would be able to get it to him. That offensive line, man. They Even protection. I don't see Khalil Mack anywhere in that picture, bro. Where'd he go? Amu Kamar. Got him. Got him. Anyway. Back to the Falcons and Saints. Look. I don't think Atlanta can stop Michael Thomas or Kamar, even though... I'm sure they've played them enough times. They should know their tendencies and possibly how to stop them. And Michael Thomas had to work for all them yards the last time they played, and he didn't have double-digit fantasy points. But I don't know. I, I No, that was Julio Jones I'm thinking about. Michael Michael Thomas did his thing against Atlanta. I don't think they could stop him. Saints 35-21. Saints 35-21. Oh, oh, and Devontae Freeman is coming back. If if the Saints' pass rush is getting to them, Devontae Freeman could be a difference maker, both in the running game and the passing game. I just don't know how often they're going to give him the ball. Another sleeper is Brian Hill, because even the last time Devontae Freeman played, it looked like Brian Hill got a lot of snaps. So... You could play him too, especially if you have him in regular fantasy. Why not? Why not? But enough Thanksgiving talk. I mean, Trey Young needs some help. Buddy Hill needs some help. They keep losing. Those guys are going off. Um Bedlam on Saturday. If OU don't turn the ball over and they stop Chuba Hubbard, they'll win. And they'll win easily. But something tells me the way they've been playing lately and the way they've played against Oklahoma State lately is going to be a close game and it's going to come down to the last play. I hate how that happens. That's just the stressful part about being an OU fan during the Lincoln-Riley era. But that's where we are. So I got OU winning... 34 33. Please, Jalen Hurts, take care of the ball. Take care of the ball, please. Um, then we got QO and Northwest tomorrow. I'll be there. Northwest barely beat Paint Branch. Uh QO is destroying everybody. I was at their game two weeks ago on the chains and I mean, I know it was Walter Johnson and Walter Johnson having a dream season. But, I mean, Walter Johnson scored a lot of points on them. Arundel did too. But, Quince Orchards, it's, it's too much. Too big up front. They're going to run the ball. they running back got like a million career yards. Like, he's going to have another 100, 200-yard game against Northwest. I haven't seen Northwest play all year, but. Judging my history and recent results, I can't see Northwest winning this game, but I'm going to go anyway and see what happens. Now, I faded Quince Orchard Northwest last year for Wise and Flowers, and it didn't work out. I couldn't get in Wise and Flowers, so I had to settle for Douglas and Fairmont Heights, which was a good game, but I left at halftime. Too cold. Now... I'm not going to fake QO Northwest. I'm going to be there. So, you know, I was between that and Potomac and Newtown. The positive with going to Potomac versus Newtown is that I would I would get home a lot sooner because Potomac is just 20 minutes away. Well, 15. It's it's down the street. It's not that far. But QO Northwest is the better game point blank period. So I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna skip it this year. Um got QO winning. They're gonna be in a championship next Friday against Wise. I don't I can't really see I can't see Wise losing to Old Mill. I haven't seen Old Mill play, but I I, I can't see it. I I can't see them going all the way to Upper Marlboro and winning. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Now, QO-wise, I may or may not be there. I plan to be there, but it's going to be tough coming from work, coming all the way from Georgetown. But I did it last year. I can do it again this year. We'll see. Oh, another thing about that Lions-Bears game, Allen Robinson's from Detroit. So I know he wants to have a big game. I forgot about that. If I knew that, I probably would have picked him in more of my lineups. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. So, ooh, ooh, Tariq Cohen. Ooh. Nope. Lions defense holds. But, um, I'm going to just enjoy this Thanksgiving food and football and family. It is what it is. All right, man. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.